Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast, where we help women grow godly relationships, grateful hearts, and grace-filled lives. I'm Jess, and I'm a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe that God creates us for relationships, relationship with Him and with each other. So if you're looking to love God well, to love yourself, your family, and those around you well, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. Welcome to episode nine, friends. We are here this week finishing up our mini-series, digging into the four pillars of this podcast. Um, I want to give a quick disclaimer before we jump into this episode. Uh, Trust me, you've heard it before. If you've heard other episodes, you're going to hear it again. I am, as I mentioned before, a marriage and family therapist. I'm licensed in the state of South Carolina, but this podcast is not therapy. All of the resources offered by Love Your People Well are based out of my experience, based out of my knowledge, based out of the work that I have done with countless women over the years, but they are not personal advice to your specific situation. We do have a page on the website that might provide some guidance and encouragement if you are seeking counseling, and so that link is in the show notes, and I would encourage you to check that out if that is something that you think would be helpful at this season of your life. The other resource that I would point you to before we jump into loving others well is the Relationship Reset free five-day email course. I mentioned it last week when we talked about loving your family well because, of course, we all have family relationships that sometimes hit a season where they're just kind of dry. They're just kind of blah. They're not, not horrible, but not great. And this is a free email course that can help you kind of assess what's going on in your relationships, provide some really practical strategies that you you can use today, you can use every day to um, infuse some, some fun, some fulfillment, some purpose back into those relationships. It walks you through kind of problem solving, what might go wrong with this plan, and then coming up with a personalized action plan to change the course of that relationship. Of course, that's helpful with our family, but you know what? It's not designed to be specifically about family relationships. I want to highlight that resource today as we think about our friends, our coworkers, these other people who we probably do spend a lot of time with. We do have, or at least want, close relationships with Um, this might be a great resource for you if there are friendships or kind of outside relationships that you, again, would like to be a little deeper or would like to be a little more fulfilling. So the link to the Relationship Reset free five-day email course is in the show notes. All right, so let's dive in to today's episode. We're talking about what does it mean to love others well and why is that important? Why is it worth our time and our energy to actually do this? So that first question of what helps us understand what I'm even talking about, because loving others well is purposefully a little bit vague, a little bit uh, broad. And what I mean by loving others well is developing and intentionally investing in relationships with friends, church family, community, and workplace. And I think that for each of us, we go through different seasons where um, we may really need to press into our friendships or other seasons where, you know, maybe when we're young professionals and we're really starting our career and we spend a lot more time and energy on those workplace relationships. And I think this is very natural that we're going to go through seasons of life where different kind of others, those outside of our home people, 
um, different relationships there are going to need more time in development or investing in the quality of that relationship based on where we are at today. I see this um, in my own life because I, I'm a stay-at-home mom right now with 18-month-old triplets, and I'm not working today. I'm not going into the office and sitting down with clients and doing counseling and collaborating with my colleagues. You know, I'm, I'm not in that season of life. And you can listen to episode two to hear more of my story of kind of what that's been like to step out of that role that I've had for so many years and step into the home for this stay-at-home mom season. But it would not make sense right now for me to invest a lot of time and energy into those colleague relationships. Now, I'm not ignoring them and I do stay connected with them, but it makes a lot more sense for me to focus my time and energy on my neighbors, my community, my friendships, my church, because the workplace is just not a big part of my life right now in this season. So I don't know what season of life you are in, but it's worth thinking about which of these kind of categories of relationships are... Um, most meaningful for you and taking up the most of your time today. Um, they're all important, but that'll look a little bit different at different seasons of our lives. So to answer that question of what does it mean to love others well, it means developing and intentionally investing in relationships with our friends, our church family, our community, our neighborhood, all those people physically around us, and our workplace. There are five reasons that I want to talk through about why it is important to develop and invest in these relationships. And the first of those reasons is because this is an act of obedience to God. If you spend any time in the New Testament reading what Jesus talked about with his disciples and then what the early church was talking about and investing their time in, it is very clear that God is calling us to love not just him, and not just ourselves, and not just our very immediate closest people, but to love all of our neighbors. The Great Commission, um, as Jesus is, is you know, he's been resurrected, he's going up to heaven at the very end of Matthew, the Great Commission is sending the church, sending Christians out into the world to love people well, to share the gospel, to make disciples, to teach people what God has said, not just to your next door neighbor, but ultimately to the entire world. And so if we ignore these relationships outside of our home, then we are being disobedient to God. One of the greatest examples of this, I think, um, or really it's an example, but also a specific command from Jesus is right at the end of his life. I'm looking at John chapter 13, where he's washing his disciples' feet at the Last Supper and he tells them, I have done this to set you an example because this is how I want you to live in relationship with each other. And these, men's were, these men were friends with each other. And this is how I want you to live in relationship with other people. I want you to serve them. I want you to humble yourself and care for these people, even though it might be embarrassing, even though they might not always understand what you're doing, even though it might be uncomfortable, I want you to love other people as I am loving you right now by washing your feet. So our first why, why is it important to love others well, is because it is a way that we serve and are obedient to God. And the second reason why this matters to us is because we see this modeled so clearly by Jesus and all of the early church. 
And as Christians, we want to become more and more like Christ, which means it's worth paying attention to how did he spend his time when he was physically here with us on earth. And a big part of his time was spent loving other people well. We don't hear a lot of stories in the Bible about his time with his family, his biological and adopted family, but we hear a lot of time that he spent with his friends, with the 12 disciples, and we hear story after story after story of him sitting down to eat with people who who were outcasts in the society, who were misunderstood by the society, who were living in ways that really displeased God. Um, he sat down to eat with Pharisees, the very people that he was criticizing so frequently. He didn't shy away from the truth, but he also did not shy away from relationship with them. And this was not just Jesus, but this was lived out by the early church. Um, There's a a passage in Acts chapter 2. It's verse 42. Um, That's quite famous. I hear people preach about this all the time. But I also find it very encouraging, which talks about the early church. It says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. And then it goes on to talk about basically how they gathered together so frequently. They helped each other. They shared life together. It's telling us here they were learning together. They were encouraging each other. They were eating together. They were praying for each other. And so if we want to live life well, as Jesus and the early church were modeling for us, then we will have relationships, intentional relationships, with friends, with our church family, with our community and our workplace. The third reason for why it is meaningful and important to us if we love others well is because we are God's ambassadors. God has put you in a specific workplace, in a specific local church, in a specific neighborhood because he wants you to form relationships with those people around you and to make his appeal, to make the appeal of the gospel to this specific community. The people who are my neighbors are different than the people who are your neighbors. And that doesn't mean that I'm going around knocking on every door to say, hey, can I preach the gospel? Hey, have you heard about Jesus? But it does mean that as I form relationships within my community, I have opportunity to share about who God is, about what he has done, not just for me, but for this other person who I am trying to love well. One of the scriptures that speaks to this so clearly is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, which tells us that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, and he has now committed to us, to us the church, the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. And I have found that a lot of people I've worked with over the years find this a bit intimidating. Uh, Many of us don't feel comfortable sharing the gospel out loud. We don't feel very comfortable um, with the idea that God has given us that sort of responsibility, that we are the ones making the appeal of God to other people. But this is what scripture tells us. And so even if we don't feel comfortable with it, we can feel confident that this is important, that this is meaningful, and that God himself is going to not only put us in the right place at the right time, but equip us to say the right things, to say his message, his appeal to the people that we are talking with. You're probably familiar with the analogy that Jesus uses in the Sermon on the Mount. This is from Matthew chapter 5, where he describes his followers as salt and light. 
And if you think about your community, what is your community without salt and without light? It's dry, it's bland, and it is full of darkness. Yet, God does not allow it to stay that way because he has put people just like you into that community, that very specific place at this specific time in history so that you can be salt and light to the people around you. And so forming relationships and intentionally investing in those relationships gives us a unique opportunity to share the gospel and to share the message of God with the people around us. So we've got two reasons left that I want to walk through today for why it's important in our individual lives to love others well, to put in that time and to invest that energy. And one of those reasons, reason number four, comes from Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 7, um, which points out to us that we are blessed if our community, if uh, the people around us are blessed. We experience prosperity if they experience prosperity. We experience peace if they experience peace. Now, I don't know how familiar you are with Jeremiah chapter 29. Um, the prophet Jeremiah in the Old Testament, he was prophesying in a very dark and lonely and scary season of the Israelite nation. They were being sent into exile because of their constant and repeated disobedience to God. And yet here in Jeremiah 29, verse 7, the Lord, he's sending them into exile and he's telling them, Seek the peace and the prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, for the city, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. And sometimes this is a message that we don't want to hear, that we don't want to think about. Um, I know here in the Western church, it's very common to hear people talking about how this world is not our home. And that is true. Uh, to a degree, because we are citizens of heaven. We have an eternal home with our Heavenly Father. But it's still true, it's equally true, that He has put us here in this life, in this world, for a season and for a reason. Don't you just love that that rhymes? Ha, huh, that's just fun. But He does indeed have a purpose. He does not want us to live solely for heaven. He wants us to care about the city and the community, the place where he has put us and the people who are around us. And so not only do we have the opportunity to love others well, to live like Jesus did, to share the gospel and to make God's appeal to our community as we love the people around us, but we also get to experience the peace and prosperity and the blessing of our community because we are a part of it, because we are citizens of our city, our state, our country. If things are going well for our nation, for our city, then things are going well for us. And of course, that doesn't always play out on the very personal, very individual level. Um, you may live in a very prosperous nation and yet be struggling financially yourself. That, of course, happens. But if your country is at war, then you are going to experience hardship. If your country is at peace, you are more likely to experience peace. And so the fourth reason why it matters if we love others well is because as we pray for our community, as we invest in our community and help and bless our community, we also experience blessing. So let me close out with the fifth reason why it matters. And a lot of times this is what we turn to first. 
and we easily forget about why God says it's important to love others well, and we forget about how connected we are to the peace and prosperity or the hardship of our city and our community. But the fifth reason why it matters is because we get to personally experience helpful counsel. We get to experience fun and fellowship. We get to experience hospitality. We get to experience other people praying for us. We get to experience great practical blessings if we connect well with our friends and our church and our workplace and our community. And in the next episode, episode 10, I'm going to list out 10 different ways that we can practically and helpfully love others well, these other people outside of our home, outside of our closest, most intimate bubble, 10 specific action steps we can take to love others well. And the beauty of these relationships is that those people are giving us the same blessings If you sit down with a friend and you're able to have a deep and meaningful conversation about what's going on in your lives and ask for advice and ask for prayer, you are going to walk away from that relationship, from that, from that interaction, blessed. You are going to receive helpful advice. You're going to receive prayer. And it's, it's very meaningful from when we think about our own mental health, our own emotional health, it's very meaningful to have connection with people who don't have to have connection with us. Um, Sometimes we can feel like our family, like, well, of course they have to like me. Of course they have to say yes if I ask them to help me out with something. Of course my husband's going to tell me, sure, you look great in that dress. But my best friend, she might actually tell me (laughs) what I look like in this new outfit or with this new haircut or whatever it is. The more that we invest in relationships that are a little bit more distant from us, the better perspective we're going to have on our life and the problems and situations that we are facing, and the more likely it is that we will find advice and counsel and encouragement and fellowship that's going to help us through both the good and the bad seasons of life. So we've talked about what does it mean to love others well. It means we develop and invest intentionally in relationships with our friends, church, community, and workplace. And we've talked about five reasons why that matters. It matters because it is an act of obedience to God, because it was modeled by Jesus in the early church. It matters because we are God's ambassadors and we get to share the gospel with our community. It matters because we are blessed as our community is blessed. We experience peace alongside the peace of our community. And also because we get to receive the blessings the fun and the fellowship, the advice and the encouragement of our friendships, of our church family. As people know us, they can invest in our lives. So my friend, I don't know what your relationships look like today at home or let alone outside of the home, but I do pray that they are a blessing to you and that you have opportunity to be a blessing to others. I would encourage you to check out the Relationship Reset free five-day email course. The link is in the show notes Uh, because, yes, we can reset and bring fulfillment and joy into our family relationships, but this can also be really meaningful in our our friendships um, when we think about maybe a relationship with a coworker that isn't horrible, but it really could be improved and we could find more satisfaction. 
um, with this person we have to interact with quite often. And so regardless of what relationship it is, where you would like to see a little bit more fulfillment, a little bit more um, peace in that relationship, the Relationship Reset free five-day email course will be helpful for you. So I'd encourage you to check out that link in the show notes. And as we sign off today, I want to encourage you to hit subscribe for this podcast, to share about it with a friend. You can take a screenshot of this episode and put it in your IG stories and tag me. It's at love your people well. But my friend, I encourage you to invest this week, today, in a relationship outside of your home, a relationship at work, a relationship at church, or to call a friend, to reach out to someone who you are connected with, and to go deeper. All right. Hugs and blessings to you, my friend. I'll talk to you soon.